Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What is going on, everybody? This is the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. And with me today are my fellow Mav fans for life. We have Ruben at Reddit Mavs. What's up, guys? I am currently in Colorado, just chilling, so. Right on. Uh, Tim might join us today and lurking in the smoky shadows with what I can only assume is a fog machine in his bedroom. Definitely not weed smoke at Edmund the Slayer. Grant, how are you, sir? Oh, man, you really put me on the spot there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely looking forward to uh, the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 tomorrow. It will be social distancing. But uh, I could not I could not miss the opportunity to see Jimmy Johnson uh, race one more time. All right. We're already off to a good start on this basketball podcast with a bunch of car talk. So, <laughs> all right. So the first, the most pressing question of Mavs fandom and easily one of the weirder stories we've been uh, faced with today, where in the world is Trey Burke? Uh, he was signed from what we understand. Uh, and he was on our, our, the Mavs Instagram page, which is typically, typically, typically a pretty good sign that he's on the team, but we have not seen any sign of him. Uh, theories, where do we think Trey Burke is? So, <laughs> for me, just because I'm thinking about it a little bit today, um, it almost might be like a Mandela effect because I swear, like, I had seen an Instagram, like, photo story whatever of him in the bubble in a hotel room just like hanging out and I was, okay cool he's in the bubble and then i realized okay i haven't seen him at all in any social media stuff like nothing of, i've seen everyone i've seen everyone else even like delon Wright, which at this point hasn't really been too prominent in the social media game with us and i've seen him and i'm just like okay like trey burke's not there or hasn't been there and it's kind of the point where like people on twitter are asking you know like and people swear that they've seen him on, um, like, on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, like, well, apparently he's not. And it's been confirmed, I think, by uh, Townsend today that he's not there. <laughs> and so for me, it's also, it's been just, it's just been a, um, this doesn't make any sense to me. This doesn't, you know, it's very weird to me, so. Have we considered this is a home alone situation? And they're <laughs> like, they were at the airport counting their bags and eating their peanuts and oh, we forgot about Trey Burke. And then he's just partying in his underwear uh, at home or yeah, at home, setting up elaborate booby traps for burglars. Um, that's my first theory. Um, could be that maybe Trey Burke never existed. You know, it could be a that's Tyler, it, yeah. it could be a Tyler Durden situation where it turns out he was just uh, Ramon sessions the whole time. <laughs> and we just <laughs> thought, Wait, was that Trey Burt? No, no, no. That was no, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was Ramon Sessions. I think I you're on something there. Like... Maybe 
maybe it's a Joanna Mann situation, but in reverse, and it was actually Doris Burke dressed up as Trey Burke this whole time. These are getting just better as I go along. Uh, Welcome to the uh, uh, stream of consciousness basketball talk. Uh, It's a little bit like fantasy basketball, but it's more like my basketball fantasies that I'm starting to uh, indulge here. So uh, (laughs) anyways, uh, we're super excited about the bubble. Uh, We've just seen some increasingly more difficult trick shots. Um, I mean, it is getting where I thought, okay, Luca can hit a basketball off of a ceiling tile and it can go in. That's impressive. But now he's like increasing the difficulty because he's bored and he's just among mortals. So he's like, well, I can't just do one angle. I have to hit it off the shot clock, the backboard, um, you know, one of the kids that's there for charity knocks him in the forehead. Then it bounces off another, like a BMW logo outside. Somehow it reaches there and then into the net. Um, but I mean, just more things that we already knew. Luca is a, some sort of warlock in basketball players clothing. And we're super excited about uh, the season that is soon to come. Uh, so Trey Burke, if you're out there or if you're just Doris Burke, uh, let us know. Comment, please. Yeah, comment below. Uh, come on the show. Yeah, come, come on the yeah, show. Yeah. Come on the show, man. We w- we want to know where you're at, dude. Um, uh, we don't want to be burking up the wrong tree. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I no. as soon as I said it, I was immediately embarrassed. <laughs> What's up, fellow Mavs fans? This is Don. I just wanted to let you know there's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Do you need more? Of course you want more, but you know what? BetOnline has more. They have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers. Now, check this out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag today. So, okay. We're off, to, we're off to a great start. So, um... We don't talk. We talk a lot of hoops on hoops and hefeweizens. We don't talk enough about hefeweizens. We want to start talking beer. Um, I wanted to just kick it off. So, Ruben, you are all the way out in Colorado. It's a great beer state. Uh, where specifically are you? I'm currently in Colorado Springs, which, for people who aren't from here, I realize it's uh, it's about an hour north of Denver. So, right on. What breweries are near you? Or you're going to visit some tomorrow, I think, right? Yeah. So I had some. Um, I had pulled up some on my phone recently. I, I totally lost where they are. But um, there are a few around here. I know there's one that's like, it's veteran-owned, which is pretty cool. Like the breweries are all veterans. And everybody who works, I think, are veterans. Um, oh, cool. There's another couple other ones. I think they do, um, uh, <laughs> they do yeah, you know, the THC-infused beers and stuff like that, which, I, again, like it's Colorado, so it's legal here. It's on um, brand. Yeah, so um, so um, I can't remember which ones like I was actually looking into. There's no, there's no one's like it's like dinosaur themed. I think like the the name of the brewery is dinosaur themed. So I'm like, okay, I love dinosaurs, so I'm definitely gonna try to hit that up tomorrow. Um, again, I think tomorrow like they're open from twelve to eight, and it's like in Texas where they're doing beer to go, where you can do that. But what I did realize is that craft beer here is so much cheaper. Like hmm. you get a six pack for like ten bucks, 
whether it's like if you go to like a Petit Colas or um, some other breweries up here, it's like you got to pick 18 bucks for like a really good, like finely crafted beer. Are you talking like bomber or are we talking six pack? Like, like a, like a, like a four pack or a six pack, you know, just okay, something so like that. Like one of the bigger guys. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you're scoping out a new brewery, what's usually, the, do you go with like, Hey, what's your, the, what are you famous for? Or do you have a type of beer that you normally go for? Um, so I, there are a lot of certain type of beers that I love a lot. Like I definitely love a lot more. Like I love Hefeweizens. Like I love like wheat, weedy beers. Um, I'm starting to slowly get in the IPA game a little bit. <laughs> it's taken a long time for me to actually like start liking them. Um, but for me, I, I like finding like just a weird, like kind of out there beers. So mm-hmm. when I'm in Colorado right now, I'm like, hey, like, what are things that I've never tried before? You know, or things that maybe I had I had like when I was like 22 that I didn't appreciate and I maybe I want to revisit. Totally. Stuff like that types of beers. So um Yeah, I think of, the only beer I could appreciate when I was 22 was like, you know, Shock Top is pretty cool. You know, it's yeah, not, yeah, it's not like, Miller. And it's just like, you're just drinking orange juice flavored beer. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, tomorrow's gonna be an adventure. I'm kind of like scoping it out, and they do again. They do you know a beer to go, so I'm gonna be able to actually like order ahead of time. Nine, nine to step and step foot inside the brewery, just like roll up, like call them up, and just tell them, hey, like I want this, I want this, I want this. Sure. Is Odell's near there? Uh, or I know they're from Colorado. I don't know if they're in like know. Boulder or something. I have uh, no idea. I have no I, idea. I've gone to Fort Collins and I tried out a couple of different beers. I wish I could quote them off the top of my head. I want to say one was Gearworks or Fireworks, something along those lines. Okay. Um, Wheelworks. I'm messing it up. Either way, uh, the their logo is a big gear. That's all I can remember. Cool. But uh, that is uh, Colorado was the first time I ever went to a dispensary um, and then to a yeah. brewery. And so uh, remarkably on brand and bookended <laughs> for this podcast already. Um, I will say that, you know, I think it's cool with us to me. Like I, I, I like that we're the hoops and have license because we're just kind of casually bullshitting about basketball for the most part. Um, but I also think it's great that the way that we all met in person for the most part was through uh, a meetup at Petacolis. Mm. Um, and so that has always been uh, just a, true to my heart. Uh, their velvet hammer beer is I'm not a big red ale guy, but damn, is that delicious? Yeah, I do. It's so good. It's yeah. absolutely so good. I've um, had, I've had red ales before and I'm like, they all just seem a little too syrupy. They all just seem like a little too, like, I don't know. They're like, they like scratch the back of your throat. It's weird. Like I I like, I can like hoppy stuff, but like sometimes it's so hoppy. It makes you sneeze. I'm like, yeah, I'm not into it, you know, or it's just like, which I mean, it would make more sense that I was into that because, you know, big basketball fan. Clearly I like hops. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. I think DSJ is a big IPA fan. Oh, absolutely. That's that's my first theory. Yeah. Um, John Marion hop guy. Yeah, uh, let's see. Dirk Davitsky, Pilsner. Yeah, Pilsner. Yeah, he's definitely definitely yeah, a Pilsner guy, yeah. dude. The, the the least hoppy beer you can find that would be Dirk Davitsky. Um, so we'll do our beer pairing with famous Mavs at another time. But um, yeah, so just shout out to some of these uh, local Dallas breweries. Uh, if you guys have the opportunity, uh, I know buy directly from the brewery. Um, I know they absolutely can need it right now. So, yeah. um, you know, those are the places I want to visit as soon as this COVID thing is done. So mm-hmm. uh, moving right along, uh, this is just kind of a relaxed fit episode for us. So uh, something that I wanted to talk to each of my fellow Mavs fans for life uh, is their first Mavs game experience. So uh, I'll, Ruben, I'll let you kick this one off. Um, you've been to a boatload of games. 
Yeah, especially recently. It's been mm-hmm. kind of weird since I moved back. Uh, no, but my first Mavs game, actually, it wasn't at the AEC. It was at the reunion arena. Um, like a true fan. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, so I don't really remember the game, though, because I remember, like, my dad would get, like, tickets from, like, his bosses or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, let's go. Um, it was against the Warriors, actually. Like, this was, like, 90 how old was I man it was like 96 97 maybe sure and uh we're not that good at all like you know just no like not like (laughs) not a good team then but uh I don't remember the game but I just remember thinking like okay like they have like ice cream here okay cool like I really was like a big basketball fan when I was like six um definitely happened more when I was like in my teenage years and um I just remember going to the arena thinking like it was cool like seeing like these really massive dudes just like play basketball and like I remember thinking like some guys move really really fast and some guys move really really slow and I, I remember thinking like it's a correlation between like the really fast guys are smaller and the really slow guys are obviously like the big centers and power forwards which is like especially at the time like that time in basketball where it's like the centers and power forwards like they play like, at the basket you know they're not playing the way they do now so it's like okay of course they're going to be like really slow and just lumbering and just stuff like that and uh well, Sean Bradley was on the team by then, wasn't he? I think he was. He? I think he was. Yeah. So, like, I think he I mean, might have been one of the guys. That's that's a perfect example if you want to just go with. All right, who's big and slow? Yeah, Sean Bradley. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, Sean Bradley. But oh, he, <laughs> no. I met him once uh, through one of the Mavs camps. He was a oh, yeah? really, really awesome. kind dude. Um, he, He's a cool dude. I've seen. Yeah. Just, sorry. Yeah. He just looks like a human being that was just like on one of those. Uh, like torture racks that was just and he was just stretched just stretch, yeah. stretch, yeah. stretch armstrong like, yeah like, yeah he's like gumby yeah. if you just stretched him and then left him there yeah like, that, that is that is how he looks uh grant do you have a first match game story um so i don't i can't recall if it was jj reddick's rookie year or his second year but i think it was the year that the magic played the lakers in the finals uh i went and we were court side, not court side. We were pretty, pretty close to like uh, court side. And um, during, we went early because it was like my very first game. And JJ Redick was on the side, just like smacking down threes left and right. But keep in mind, this is two thousand like eight, nine. So this is not like yeah. we're not shooting threes. This is like this is this is a team with Rashard Lewis, Hadu Turkoglu. This team like started shooting threes. Yeah, right. And JJ Redick, I remember watching him just nail three after three after three like in pregame warm-ups and in practice but did not play a minute of the game <laughs> that, that is like it's definitely early jj Reddick then yeah that's definitely... yeah just didn't did not come onto the court one time and i was like dude this guy just nailed i watched him uh, like annihilate every three-pointer but he didn't play a minute of the game so you're saying like... that your your basketball critique like your nature of critiquing basketball and analyzing basketball started that early by judging the coach well, for not putting like JJ that. in. <laughs> well, I, like, I don't know. I was just like, I, I see his name. All I saw was his name. His name is Redick, and he just kept nailing three and three, but he just did not go into the game. I just <laughs> never, like, especially oh, nowadays, man. that would never, that would not fly. Yeah, sure. No. So that would have been 2000, it was 2008? 2008, something yeah. around there. Sure. It was either right before they went to the finals, maybe the year before or the year. 2008 then. Was Vince Carter on that team too? I don't think he was – he was definitely not on the finals team. But he right. might have been on – He might have been the year before. Maybe. But yeah, I, all I know is J.J. Redick. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, my first Mavs – so 
Uh, similar to Ruben, my dad's boss got season tickets, uh, and he would just frequently just, you know, sell tickets to my dad, just games he didn't want to go to. And consistently, he, he just didn't want to watch the Utah Jazz play. Um, and so I've seen the Stockton Malone Jazz, I want to say like five times in my childhood. Now, did I appreciate it? No, I, I couldn't tell. I was just trying to follow the basketball with my stupid eight-year-old brain. Um, but the one moment I can remember, I think I might have said it on the podcast, but I'm happy to repeat it. It's there was a like a like a three-on-two break, and if I can remember correctly, so this is in Reunion Arena, three-on-two break, and what I remember is that AC Green threw a pass, like threw an alley-oop pass, but I swear Michael Finley jumped before he he was past the ball. Like he jumped up first, like how they do it in, in uh, NBA Jam. Like that's just how I remember it. And this was in the you know late '90s, so there was still the flash of the cameras. So literally the entire place, like just flashed, you know, alley oop dunk. Finley destroys the rim, and the entire place explodes. And it's that's just awesome. from there, I was like, yeah, this is now my new favorite thing. Um, you know, and then once I could actually understand the game, I want to say like 2002 is really when I started getting back into basketball and I started going to like the Mavs hoop camps and things like that. Um, so like the Nash, Van Exel, Finley, Dirk era, that's really where like, that's where I could name all 15 players on the team. Like that's, that's kind of where it starts for me, but yeah. I will always remember that alley-oop um, and probably like glorify it. I have yet to find film on this, but like, that's not probably, that's partially because I think I'm probably misremembering it, but also I don't think anybody would have recorded a Jazz Mavericks regular season game. In the 90s, no. (laughs) There's like, why do we need this? We don't. There's no no film there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's like where you have guys grinding tape and they're like, all right, we need to scout out good players or we need to work on uh certain schemes this they're is, like yeah. they're looking on the schedule oh mavs utah yeah we could probably just skip that one we don't even yeah look at that in the 96 yeah absolutely uh but now uh here's a word from our sponsors Hey guys, let's talk grooming. If we're talking grooming, we're talking about Manscaped.com. Start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. My eyes water up just hearing the word tug. The engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new, the improved Lawnmower 3.0. When I say premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. Last thing you want to be doing is tripping over a cord while you're trimming your bad boys. They're not bad. I don't mean to shame your balls. Don't shame your balls. Shave your balls. And you can shave your balls for 20% off, plus free shipping, with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, we're super excited. We're, we appreciate all the love that we have on uh, Twitter. Thank you guys so much for your questions, and we will be answering them now. All right. Okay, so first one comes from our good friend Tim. <laughs> I wouldn't call him good. Yeah, you know. I'd call him great. I, yes, that is correct. <laughs> there yes. we go. Yeah, so we, we, we understand. 
<laughs> this is actually specific, this is specific for Grant. Okay. Um, yes. So, what are your thoughts on Justin Jackson? Um, good floater, but mine's better. All right, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which means, Bodied. according to <laughs> according to Rick Carlisle, Grant's floater is better than God. <laughs> I love that fucking quote so much. Uh, I can't believe people do that. Anyway, okay. Next question comes from Mavs Network. Oh, I hate this fucking question, dude. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm out. Hope you guys practice this. Hope you guys practice this, bro. Oh anyway. yeah. Oh yeah. I need to pull it up real quick okay. so I can read it. Go ahead. Can, can you say how many glizzies could a could a glizzly guzzler glizzly guzzler guzzle if a glizzly guzzler could guzzle glizzlies. Say that three times fast. Okay, I have to say this like in a movie phone voice. Like I have to say it. I have to say. I have to say it not in my normal voice. I have to get nice and low. How many glizzies could a glizzy guzzler guzzle if a glizzy guzzler could guzzle glizzies? How many glizzies could a glizzy guzzler guzzle if a glizzy guzzler could guzzle glizzlies? How many glizzies could a glizzy guzzler? God damn it! Oh, yeah. too oh you got so close! <laughs> oh my god! I'm not even gonna try, bro. I fucked up even. I fucked up even the. Uh, the reading of it, so no, I'm not trying this right now. Yeah, Grant, so tried, tried at home. Here's my attempt. Uh, Hassan Whiteside is not that good. <laughs> oh my That's god, my That's an inside joke, guys. Okay, <laughs> uh, what was it? I heard someone go, uh, Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, glizzy on a brill. Oh, oh god, no. dude. and it's just gone from good to terrible all right what's the next question (laughs) okay next one comes from our good friend rutuj he says do you think the season has marked the start of a change in power in texas with spurs dynasty gone and rockets seemingly on the downward spiral as well do you think the mavs will emerge as the basketball team in texas for the next 20 years or so i mean it's hard to tell when it comes to you know injuries or anything like that i mean obviously the mavs are set up for five years but i mean i remember how optimistic we were when we had you know monte ellis and chandler parsons Mm -hmm. you know and i'd also think it's pretty it's a pretty harsh criticism to say that the houston rockets are on a downward spiral as much as i like crapping on them in any way i can uh they're still doing some really innovative basketball even though it's just irritating and James Harden's uh, misinformed use of masks and Russell Westbrook getting COVID and yeah. one of their guys, Kabokolo or whatever, breaking. That's right. Yeah. 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 Dan Tony shaving his mustache. So that's where all of his power goes. And <laughs> there's all kinds of different things. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like I think San Antonio is going to be really interesting because it's going to show how much a culture can really survive after basically three Hall of Fame players are no longer on that team. Like, you know, with Ginobili, Duncan, and Parker, you replace them with DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, no disrespect to those players. It's just like that's that's a huge, you know, that's a huge dip, um, especially since you have these guys that are kind of on the low, you know, the, the, the twilights of their years. Like, their best years are probably behind them at this point. But it's kind of hard to tell, too, because I feel like everyone's prime has been pushed back like three or four years because, like, no one would think LeBron was this good at – what's he now? 36? 37. 37. 37. You know what I mean? So, like, there's there's opportunity for them to technically get better. But, you know, we'll see what happens because once Pop leaves, that should, could, that should leave a void. But 
who knows? That's I think it's kind of hard to tell 20 years from now because, I don't know, Rick Carlisle might be president. We'll see what happens. My bad, LeBron's 35. Sorry. No, yeah, okay. I was about to say two things. LeBron's 35. <laughs> and uh, the Spurs had four Hall of Famers leave sure. Kawhi Leonard. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could yeah. I give a case for yeah. Kawhi, yeah. Sure. Um, uh, it's got a very big case. The, the, so, the Prince of Parody. Yeah, for real. So with me with this, um, I think 20 years is a little too long to extend this. Uh, as much as like my bit on Twitter is to be like, hey, like, absolutely. Um, <laughs> realistically, I think like, I think we're good again, like for the next five to 10 years, I think like, especially you sign these guys, especially we sign these guys, especially if we, you know, have a culture around them, especially if we kind of do with kind of a Spursian thing where it's, we have the culture, we build around these guys, like we get really, really good um, role players, like, who strength you know whose strengths are built upon you know the kp and the and the lucas that we have um and as far as the as far as the um the rockets i mean they are kind of they're trending a little downward like i don't know how well having robert covington play the five is gonna work mm-hmm. like beyond even like during this bubble even beyond like it's just it's a it's a really weird thing they're doing out there. Um, again, but again, they've always been like innovation and just like I mean, Mori just Ball like, is a thing. So it's weird. It's just like you know, even though Mori Ball is you know clearly very gimmicky, they were doing really well and they were kind of using Westbrook in the Giannis sort of spot. Yeah, you know, he was yeah exactly. So as Grant mentioned or uh, <laughs> waves his hand at me like the number five. Yes, exactly. So I mean. <laughs> I th- it's it's interesting it's just showing that like maybe athleticist like inside offense doesn't need to start on the inside like we traditionally thought it doesn't always have to start with back to the basket and moves it can be you know like Giannis is proving this that the what makes him so dominant is not just that his uh free th- or I'm sorry his field goal percentage inside like 10 feet is like I don't know, 110%. Like he is just getting mm-hmm. to the rim and he is just insane. But part of it's because he can go from what three point to basket in two steps. Like yeah. his inside game starts from the perimeter, which is super like, that's Rare, what's happening yeah. with the league. Yeah. Um, and so if a shorter guy can do that and is explosive and cre- and create that same disruption could have the same value. I don't know. Like the more and more I'm watching modern basketball it's so hard to compare it to other, like, it's weird to yeah. think of like Hakeem Olajuwon as this great center. He was, but like that game is just so different versus like what's happening now. Like basically if you don't have a 15 foot jumper as a big guy, it's just like, you're, you're not in the league long. Like yeah. Boy Hibbert, Greg Monroe, they're bait, like yeah. they're either fringe players or they're just not playing anymore. Grant, do you have an opinion? Hell no. Y'all fucking nailed it. all right next question comes from aj stamps aj asks you are trapped on a mountain with the rest of the mffls so the you know our website sure no internet cell cell service or electricity you all have whatever you would normally carry in your pockets nothing else <laughs> what we, would still, we, we would still release a pod by we the would way. somehow yeah <laughs> figure it out. i got my um, phone in my pocket <laughs> what is your strategy to survive who dies first and who lives to tell the tale <sighs> that's I, i'm probably dying first because yeah, i got I, the most meat on me like i like <laughs> like yeah dude like i am like just all leg meat i'm like a linebacker compressed like you guys could live off of me for weeks if you killed me i'm just saying like i am i am just 
I don't think we'd kill each other though, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Where I'm just we? saying. I'm just. I, I guess Where I did. Ju- I jumped a few steps here from, know, from Castaway bro. to Cannibal Holocaust, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just. I was like, all right, if we're just like in a ditch and no one can help. I was like, yeah, I'm dying first. I just. I just. I just feel like <laughs> I, lo- I love him so much, but I feel like Bryce would go first. Oh, I don't know. I just like I don't. I he he would find a way of making a flare gun out of like sand and you know pine cones or something. I feel like he could figure something out. I feel like Squish could, could get his way out of it though. Yes, yeah, like Squish would do it just out of sheer spite. Wait, you guys are ignoring the the most important part of the question. What is in your pockets? Oh, oh, ah, damn. Cell, cell phone keys. Wallet, keys. That's it, bro. Yeah, maybe a pen. Much. Cell phone keys and a pen. Uh, my my Raycon wireless headphones. Um, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot in my pockets. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to do. Uh, I do a billfold now. I don't do a full wallet. Oh, oh wow. Uh, yeah. Nice. No. Yeah. The, the, the Very, it's yeah. thinner and it. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to put it in your back pocket. It's like wearing one high heel. That's some. <laughs> that's some old man talk for you that guys. Really you, is, don't, bro. you don't want to sit with a wallet in your pocket. Yeah, I shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> I thought I thought maybe someone else would have a joint. <laughs> you'd find a way uh yeah but uh, i don't know man i think I, I don't know how the fuck we would survive man i just like we could use like the wiring in your headphones to do so, something so what you could do probably is <coughs> use use the glare off of our phones to maybe shine light or whatever as some sort of like signal and yeah yeah i don't know like, i mean make like fire maybe even like i mean it just depends where we're at. Like, are we a place that's tropical? Is this Serbia or like or say, Siberia? Say, 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 like, we're, say we're in sorry, Colorado, Siberia, not Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> the, the vast wasteland of oh, Serbia. If we're in Colorado, we're surviving. Yes. Yeah, we're good. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Like, oh man, that's a good question though. God damn you, AJ. <laughs> I love you though. Okay, next question comes from Isaac. Isaac asks favorite non-bubble team. So the elite. So the delete eight. Uh, let's see. I mean, um, Minnesota, like, I feel like there's something missing with Minnesota, and part of me just thinks it's a point guard. Like, if there's just some way that someone – well, and, like, D'Lo, I guess I, I wish I could see more of D'Lo and Cat if that works at all because the yeah. more I think about D'Lo, the more I realize that he just, like, just got paid at the right time. Like, he, he did so well with the Nets, and you realize, like, you know, he's not particularly explosive. He creates his own shot okay. He's more of a mid-range guy than he is really a great three-point shooter. And he usually needs the ball in his hands to really create much. He's not like a huge assist guy. And I don't know. I mean, he's still a better offensive threat than, you know, Culver. But it's still, I don't know. There's just always something missing there. And, like, I want to see Cat on a good team. So I'll, I'll pick Minnesota just for the sake of hope. <laughs> um i really like i'm trying who's on the bubble i'm trying to think uh damn you want me to I, tell you i mean i i want to see like the suns do good okay. eventually like you know i just like i feel like it's been they've been a laughing stock for like the last like 10 years dude like uh-huh. the last decade like I love Ubre, man. Ubre is yeah. one of my favorite like i'm not I, actually... love, I love booker like i love booker so yeah I don't know Booker. I feel I want to see something else from Booker. I, I feel like he's 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 done some really cool games, but I've I've said this before. I think yeah. uh, he's a lot of empty stats for now. Hopefully, he plays some important games and he'll get some yeah, experience. So yeah, 
Something cool like a Mavs uniform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got anything like a grant? You got anybody? Um, so I got, oh, I'm going to ask another question. Um, okay. So Cleve, I like Minnesota a lot to go on what Don said. And Minnesota has one of the craziest five-man uh, duos or lineups with, you have Russell Okogi, Culver, Beasley, and Cat. There's not any defense there, but that has the potential to be a really, really fun offensive team. Um, but I definitely love oh, Cleveland yeah, they, most. They got Malik Beasley. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cleveland. Okay, that's good. Cleveland definitely. Sexton's Sexton's the most underrated player in the league right now, hands down. Yeah, you Kevin love Porter. that dude. So. Kevin Porter is nuts. Uh, Don knows all about Kevin Porter. And, <laughs> Porter. Uh, but my question is not just who is your favorite team. Who is your favorite player in not in the bubble? Mine is this youngest player in the league. Don likes to talk about him as well. His name is Seku Demaboye. I'm not okay, Seiko. Right. Seiko uh, Demboya, but that's he's, okay. He's your Seiko Demboya. Yeah, okay. You tried. Yeah, you could try that. I was a good. Try. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I, I don't need to know his name to see uh, that he has his baby Giannis potential written all over him, and I can't sure. wait to see what what he turns into in Detroit. And hopefully, it gives us a reason to watch Detroit basketball. Absolutely. Yeah, man. My dad's from Detroit. I've always had a kind of a like adopted hometown with Detroit, and I've just had not needed to watch a Detroit game since they won a championship. <laughs> it's- Let's see. Uh, the young young uh, a player that I like uh, on the bubble. Uh, I love Cat, dude. Like I just Cat's you know he just I know he doesn't very good on defense, but fuck defense. So it's not that he doesn't very good; it's he doesn't try. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he no, he's good. He doesn't try. Yeah. He's he's got that uh oh who do, who used to be like just this great uh, it'd be, I I will remember it later but basically like pretty much whenever you have someone that's going to just be the offensive center point like yeah. he just stopped like he's got to expend all of his energy on the offense rather than you know doing it on both sides because he doesn't feel like he has enough help. Um, my guy, I'll go, I'll just reiterate what I said earlier. Kelly Oubre, I think is just such a fun player. And like, I love seeing guys recover from a crappy uh, culture and scenario where there's like the wizards are just kind of a, they're pissing away Bradley Beal's prime and he's sticking around for some reason. So I hope he does well. Um, yeah. You know, I hope John Wall comes back from like two catastrophic injuries in a row. But, you know, to see, like, he was just kind of dwindling away, and he was a throwaway piece. And they, they got Trevor Ariza for, like, four games. That was his uh, – that's what they – I think that's what they got for, for Ubre. It was, like, a really stupid trade. And Ubre has done exactly what he was – like, just given an opportunity and in the, uh, a better system. And he, he's also just one of those guys that I think is, like, those uh, – <sighs> I just love super vocal guys that are like getting his, getting his teammates face and just for, for any reason, you know, he's either, he's the first guy giving a high five. He's the first guy like, you know, clapping and keeping the guy's chin up, whatever he fucks up on defense. Like I would love to see Uber on the Mavs. Oh yeah, for sure. Except one thing, the Suns are in the bubble. Oh shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> damn, dude. Oh, damn. Okay, sorry. Uh, Uber would be perfect uh, as our if, as if our, you. Uh, well, he's not player. in the bubble, is he? Because he's injured, isn't he? Oh, technically, wait, no. yes, technically wait, accurate. Wait, is he? Because he might not be playing in the bubble, but he is the one that tweeted at Rashawn Holmes or that you're tweeted a out. Guy, bro. Uh, he's <laughs> the one who tweeted out. I think you're right. I think he is. Uh, I think he is injured. But you're a research guy, bro. He's the one that tweeted out. Uh, you can you can go get 
uh, Postmates delivered to you. Yeah, it's like Sean Holmes no. over. So yeah, he fucked up there. But so, Maybe okay. he's not playing on the court, but he is playing in the bubble for sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's playing with the bubble. Um, okay, let's cool. see. Next question comes from James. This is always. I think this is obviously a fucking sunny. It's always sunny reference. Okay. I think this is his bit now. Um, I'm fine with it. Ruben is asshole. Why Grant hate? Because <laughs> he's a bastard, man. <laughs> I obviously I I like love you to death, so I can't I can't really say that. Yeah. It's so hard to say but, uh, something mean to Ruben. Yeah, I can't say something mean to you. Like uh, like I said it, but I don't I don't feel it. <laughs> but the meme, yeah. the meme is because he's a bastard, man. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. Next question comes from Trey. Trey asks if the, wait this, Trey Burke. No, no, no. Trey okay. Rondon. No. Okay. Oh, he's I, I, I got to you. Anyway, um, this is mostly for Grant. I think Grant would know this more than anyone else. Um, if the Mavs could get one free agent committing to Dallas next year while in the bubble, other than Giannis, who would it be? Oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, I guess you're saying to you, mother. In the bubble. Ooh in the bubble that he could who is uh Kawhi Leonard ah okay. I guess he is so that's who I would want yeah yeah, yeah. He, he has a player opt-in I mean I doubt he opts out but uh oh, actually did. actually it might be a year off Anthony Davis there we go perfect there we <laughs> go there we go Anthony Davis all right a limit, man. all right let's go let's see moving on uh next one comes from Jennifer Jennifer asks how do you think the Mavs will do, and what has been your favorite video or picture from the bubble? I think oh, the Mavs get to the second round. Oh yeah, I think so. Well, uh, we'll just see. Where, it's so hard to find out what, where the seating's going to be yeah, at this yeah. point. But like so far, just out of like attrition, I think we're going to be doing pretty well, especially with yeah. Zion hitting out. And I don't know yeah. if we even have the Pelicans on the schedule or not. But like, there's a lot of teams that are either losing key players or. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're, I guess we're not – either way, I, don't, I haven't seen yeah. the schedule in front of me, but uh, considering people that are getting COVID and people that are sitting out or, uh, you know, heard a sad thing that uh, – oh, sorry, uh, Montrose Harrell had to leave for what sounded like uh, a family member passing mm-hmm. away, which, you know, uh, pray, thoughts and prayers, that. obviously. Um, but still, just like – there's a lot of, like, key starters that are coming in and out, and it sounds like yeah. the Mavs are full strength, so second round's definitely doable. Um, was it being your favorite video or picture? Oh, God. Uh, I think Daryl Armstrong yelling outside of, oh, yeah. of, of, of the park where he was yelling just like, hey, you should do that video, but R&B. But you have Maxi that's taking a video and he just, he just yelled up, what up, Rapunzel? <laughs> um, so obviously the, obviously the easy answer is obviously the um, DJ set. But, DJ set's good. But if we're not going to do the DJ set, um, I think it has to be a uh, Bobby and Toby sure. reuniting from mm-hmm. however distance. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> just seeing them <laughs> reunite, just being like, "Oh, like I'm not, I'm not cheating on you," or whatever. You know, just like whatever sure. it is. And I think that's probably one of my favorite things I've seen from the bubble. It should be someone needs to just uh, put the any music from the OC to that. Over the just, yeah, yeah, just. <laughs> Make it but super melodramatic, or like all my children, or some soap opera. Yeah. What do you think, Grant? So if <laughs> okay, so the Mavs are definitely going to win the Southwest Division. So I don't really know if it matters where we're seated. I think we end up fourth or fifth, and probably make it to the second round, like y'all said. But uh, if we do get to the second round, I mean anything is possible. Uh, but the 
I'm going to not talk about the Mavs because the best part about the whole entire quarantine media bubble uh, meme is, is Ben Simmons dropping a fish. <laughs> it's literally like he could not hit the ocean if he tried to yeah, the ocean. Man. I love Ben Simmons, but I couldn't. I literally, uh, like, as a Ben Simmons stand, when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and he, about and he, uh, he threw it, he could throw it with, his, with his offhand, right? I don't know. Does he have an <laughs> offhand? I don't know, bro. Basketball, listen, pro basketball players don't have an offhand, all right? <laughs> Our next question comes from Grace, our good friend Grace. Good friend from the Grace. podcast. Hi, okay. Grace. She asks, I wonder how they determine golf versus the boat crew, like within the Mavs. Um, I like to think it's some sort of elaborate game of rock, paper, scissors, uh, or <laughs> okay. probably just a late night uh, poker game. That's right, how I like would a, imagine. Like, hey, or or knowing Lucas. Or if it's just like they're just playing Fortnite and it's best three out of two or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, okay. Luca, I won. Okay, cool. I get to go, go to three, the fish today. Best out of three. Three out of two. What the hell am I saying? It's late, guys. <laughs> I I like to think that they just like they know their strengths and they know their strengths within each other. And so they just they just mix and match depending on like who's gonna be there and just like that's like I, the tournament for the day. I just don't think they trust Bobon with a golf club and I think they're right. Think they're right. <laughs> yeah, I just you know like what do you think, Grant? Oh, I think Don's right. I think they go three and two and decide. <laughs> <that way. laughs> All right. Next one comes from JP. JP asks, which Mav is going to be a bubble surprise sensation? And I know Grant had an answer for this one, I believe. Yes. So it's kind of like do or die for DeLon, right? going into this bubble it it really is because like he could just solidify himself as a starter for the playoffs and maybe a a place a person we look to build around in the future or he's kind of like the number one guy that gets the trading block uh, tag put on him which is unfortunate because i've loved it on right but you know any long guard that can play defense is is good in my book but there's some things we do offensively that he just isn't able to do Yeah. But like I think this this bubble could really 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 help him if he used utilized it correctly. Yeah. Well, who do you think we're gonna have as our first guard off the bench? You think it's Delon Wright or you think it's Brunson? Uh, Brunson. I don't think Brunson's, Brunson's playing. playing. Oh, Brunson's I, not playing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, in that you're case, good. That makes it I don't easy. think Brunson's <laughs> playing. Um, I think uh, it's maybe. going to end up being Delon Wright, but I want it to be Seth Curry and Maxi Kleba coming mm. off the bench and Delon sure. Wright starting because that's just that defensive lineup of KP to start off. And yeah. EFS and, and Dylan Wright is better. To set, set the tone. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. It hides Luca uh, as well. That's a yes. good point. Okay. Let's see. Next question comes from the Luca door. That's such a good name. I know. I love that's it, all, dude. That's, that's it's, such, it's such a great at dude. He got, he can't, he got that. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I, I guess, I don't know if anyone saw LeBron's, I guess, like setup at the bubble, but he asked, is that really LeBron's crib? I haven't seen it. Um, and also he asks, how do we feel about Superstar getting preferential treatment? I mean, it's not preferential treatment if he's sleeping in a literal crib. Like, he's a six foot eight man. Why are <laughs> they putting him in a baby crib? Absolutely unacceptable. Like, come on. These guys, these guys can't shut up and dribble, man. You got to give them beds, not cribs. Hashtag bed, not cribs. That's right. I just doubled down on how bad that joke was, and I'm going to continue it. God. Hey, hey still <laughs> better it, than shut up and dribble. But, but has anyone actually seen, like, LeBron's setup, I guess? I don't know if this is – No, I don't think anyone has. 
yeah, I, I, I haven't seen any uh, pictures of it. I did see a picture of him flexing with his gigantic uh, like yeah. axe murderer beard, which is great. Like, I think I think LeBron needs to just grow out a gigantic beard. Yeah, How he's got feel? a nickname for it. <laughs> Does, Does he? he? Yeah, it's like platinum beard or something. Oh my like, god, like gray hair in it. <laughs> oh my god, I saw it on Instagram. So how do we feel about a superstar getting preferential treatment, though? I, I mean, like Being in the bubble, I guess. I don't know. Well, they're the literally they're the highest paid and they're the most important for a reason. So I don't know. I'm not like I want everyone to be treated well, but like when it comes to preferential treatment, it's like you know it comes to the territory that there's like ten guys that can do what they do. So you yeah. know they're gonna get the first chance the ice cream machine i don't know what preferential treatment is in the bubble yeah <laughs> like yeah oh do they get to ride the rides first like or i don't know i how, real quick can i insert this question i saw someone posted on reddit that what if someone picked up lebron and oh like God. like like sumo wrestler style <laughs> and tossed him out of the bubble then he had to be in quarantine for eight days i love i love right for one thing i'm just like one royal rumble rules should absolutely be a part bro, of the bubble <laughs> bro reddit reddit gets so weird and i love him for it i think that's where i get some of my weirdness on twitter from sure but uh i mean i mean it's in your name yeah it is but uh you know i just uh i don't know man i think that's uh that is something that could happen. Because I think that's a good strategy. That's like, <laughs> like, all right, who do we get? Who do we get? Let's let's sign Danny Fortson really quick and have him go pick God up AD. Damn. That's like, great. Some guy that's six foot two, but like yeah. three hundred pounds, just a muscle. Fireman, fireman carries some dude out God. of the bubble. <laughs> oh man! If Brokoff could uh, could knock AD down the way he did, that in any way. But yeah, when it comes to like preferential treatment, going back to the you know Lucador's question, sure. I mean, you know, it it is what it is, like. I, Luke is going to get there if he hasn't already. He's going to get that eventually. Like, sure. I can't hate on you know another player getting it just because I know it's going to happen. I know it seems like a double standard where it's like, oh, like fuck LeBron, like he's getting on the calls, but it's going to be like in a couple years when Luke is getting the calls, I'm also going to be like, fuck yeah, like we deserve we I, I, that, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just like there's a give and take with both of them and yeah. or, with, with with star players. Like they don't get it immediately. Like Zion's not getting calls right now. Yeah. And especially guys that are physically imposing like LeBron or Shaq. There's a lot of times where if it was anybody else, that would be a foul call. He just yeah. has someone just rake him across the eyes or the chest. It doesn't matter because he's LeBron and he's built like a linebacker. Cool. See, next question comes from Bubble Brad. And he asks, who's your favorite bubble reporter? There's only like 10. Bubble Bass? Like no, Bubble Spongebob? Brad. Bubble Brad. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. It's, 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 so my favorite bubble reporter obviously is Townsend. And I think the reason why this guy asked this is because he's a parody account of Brad Townsend being in the bubble right now. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, so I, mean, you. You, I mean, like, uh, Woj and Stein are there, so I mean, I, I got a shout out to Mark Stein. He's yeah. a man. He's been yeah, covering Stein. us forever. Yeah, I love Stein. What about yeah. you? What Chris about you? Chris B. Haynes for me. Chris oh, okay. B. Haynes. Yeah. I saw. He Wait, is his name Crispy Haynes? Like yeah, Chris, Haynes his Twitter Chris name B. is his name is Chris Haynes, but his Twitter name is Chris B. Haynes. So he's Chris so like, like chicken, B. like no B, Haynes? like no like B as Chris a boy. B. Haynes. All I'm hearing is that it's like crispy, crunchy veins. God. Let's see. Next question. Next question. 
I have question. a funnier joke for you. I'll tell you oh, after no. the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next question comes from X Square Two. Okay, he asks, which teams are already underway? Uh, oh, wait, which which teams are oh, fuck? Which teams are already uh, uh, way under others due to COVID withdrawal or other? And contrary, which got the best odds? And then he follows up. No, he follows up saying, "Sorry for bad English." He's from, I think he's from France. Or something. He he calls himself a French baguette, which yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, merci beaucoup. Um, you know, thank you for the question. Um, so yeah, who who is the most, uh, you know, who has the biggest disadvantage thanks to COVID and things of that nature? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think everybody so far um, is just it's really just on pins and needles before like the first big superstar really comes. I mean, like Westbrook's the first one. So he's already at a big disadvantage considering he's like, what? 30% of their offense right now. 20%. I I don't know, but um, that one's the first one. Who's in the best situation. Like I said earlier, I think Mavs are doing well just by attrition alone. Um, They're already have a leg up. Uh, Pelicans aren't doing great. If, if, uh, if, Zion is not back. Like, there's a reason they were, like, had a losing record when he got on or started midseason. So, you know, I kind of agree with pretty much everything you said at that point, man. Like, Mm -hmm. anything can happen, you know. Like, just. But but shout out to the French guy listening to us and asking a question. That's awesome. I know. I know. I love that dude. He's great. So, do you have anything to add, Grant? So, if you want, yes, I, I think a couple teams. Well, one team in particular definitely took a beating from this, and that is Memphis, uh, because they were the eighth seed when everything ended. Oh, um, good call. And Blazers and, and uh, what's it called? The Pelicans definitely have an upper chance now of, of taking those guys down. And if you want to learn more about that, actually, on the MFFL's YouTube, I just uploaded my second episode of a show about basketball, and we talk yes. all about that. There we go. Look at that. Good plug. Perfect. Love it, man. You're such a pro with that shit. Nice. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's see. Let's see. We got a couple more. Okay. Oh, shout out to Bibbs. Yes. He's oh, yeah. on the show with me. We have four more. Get through these. Ready? All right. Speed round. Right. All right. Lane asks, who is your favorite movie side character? So not the main character of a story. Um, I really love uh, basically every character that's not uh, Scott Pilgrim and Scott Pilgrim. So Ooh, Very good. Very yeah. good. It's like very uh, uh, for me, I want to go one serious, one comedic. Uh, serious, I'm going to go Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, or really any Scorsese nice. film. Yeah, It's just like, you know, you think you're better than me? Like, I love that guy. Love so him. Good, dude. He's That's the best. Good. And uh, pretty much anything that, uh, not Max Frost, uh, uh, the Frost. guy, Nick, Nick Frost. Frost. Yeah, Nick Frost. So like in Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead, he just owns every he's role so he's in. Like he will outshine anybody because he's just so goddamn funny. <laughs> what about you, Grant? Uh, Mater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You've that's watched, right. You've only watched, watched seven five, movies. <laughs> yeah, seven movies and they were all Cars. <laughs> cars and Spider-Man, bro. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> Next comes from Ryan. Ryan asks, what's the most recent band or artist you've fallen in love with. Mm. So I'll answer this one first. Um, so it's not really a band that I, it's probably be a band that I fell back in love with. Um, so I posted a picture uh, through the through the MFL's Twitter account 
of like my setup for this podcast. I'm recording remote. I'm recording from Colorado, and um, on there you can see that I've been listening to a lot. I've been listening to a lot more like Modest Mouse. Ooh. <laughs> you know, like great stuff. So like I was I was rewatching Scrubs recently, and I forgot that Modest Mouse is like I think I like they're they're featured as a song like in one of their one of their close to last seasons. That's cool. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember they're in there. Okay, cool. Like. I have listened to Moss Mouse in like five or six years. And so I've been like this entire on the way here, like I was like Moss Mouse, like listen to like three of their albums for like three hours or whatever, dude. It was great. So it's a band I've kind of like fallen back in love with. So I know it's kind of cheating, but it's my podcast. So <laughs> Grant, how about you, man? Um this year I there hasn't really been much for me that come that uh, that I come out yet, but um Ryan Beatty. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's an, an sensational singer. I think he dropped an album in February, late January, right before everything, you know, went crazy. And sure. uh, it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, I've been I've been all over the place when it comes to what I've been listening to. I'm either listening to like super, like kind of chilled out pop stuff. Like the song I've been like the two songs I've been absolutely in love with recently have been "Say So" by Doja Cat and ILY by Surf Mesa. It's like okay. the weirdest thing, but like consequently, I've also been like into Beyond the Permafrost by Skeleton Witch. So I've yes. been like mm. conversely speed metal with like this super chilled out like beats. It's just like, I, you know, those have been, that's been kind of like the, the vast array of stuff like uh, that I've been listening to. Like it's either super, you know, cheery pop music to help me forget about the world we're in today or yeah. super brutal metal that helps me hate the world that we're in today. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, it's a good two mix. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so James asked another question, I think under Grant's behalf. Oh wait, new, new, new RTJ <laughs> is one. legit by the way. RTJ four. Oh, yeah. Okay. Baller. Um, good. Um, sorry. Um, yeah. So Grant, I mean, not Grant, uh, James asked a question on Grant's behalf. Uh, how much cheese is too much? <laughs> I I didn't I didn't tell <laughs> Well, uh, any amount of cheese before a date is too much cheese. Okay, there you go. Good answer. All right, last question. Last question we got tonight, guys. Word. Um, recording at night. Um, Thomas Clayton asked, and he asked you actually. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> Thomas Clayton's a good buddy of mine. So uh, he's usually he asked, giving me shit. Yeah, he asked, "Fuck Mary, kill Bobon." Oh man, Willie Collie sign. Or Seth Beskery. <laughs> I'll go first. Well, if it was Bobon, it would be all three for me. It just Jesus. sounds like a really busy weekend. Jesus, okay. <laughs> no. So no, I would fuck me. I would fuck Seth. I would okay. marry Bobon. Kill <laughs> Willie. <laughs> I wouldn't kill any of the best. Yeah. So okay, I do have a serious answer for this. Like obviously we'd fuck Seth Curry. He's the he's the nicest one. And Bobon is even yeah, he listen. He's so it's sweet. very it's important to laugh in your marriage, and he would be the first one to make me laugh. And then I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Grant, do you want to add on? Anything? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that we all uh, wandered into a realm of being uncomfortable, thank yep. you, Thomas. Um, <laughs> thank you, every single one of our listeners that submitted a question uh, to yes. at Reddit Mavs on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're uh, 
at the underscore MFFLs. Uh, we have our YouTube channel up. Uh, we'll be doing updates to the website. We'll be doing some articles soon. Uh, we'll have this pod up. Uh, we're trying to shoot for Sunday mornings-ish. Like, that's usually yeah. what we're going for. Sunday uh, for sure, but, you know. Sunday, Sundays for sure, but usually earlier in the day. Uh, anytime that you retweet this stuff or share it or just be like, hey, this guy said something really funny and you share it to somebody, means the world to us. Of course, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Any reviews that you write is remarkably helpful. Uh, on behalf of Grant, on behalf of uh, Ruben, uh, I am Don Denham, and we are the Hoops and Heffa Bison's podcast. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Good night.